Welcome to the Good People Effect, the podcast that surrounds you with the right people to help ignite your sense of creativity, adventure, and purpose. Welcome to episode three of the Good People Effect. Almost forgot what the podcast was called there for a second. Um, today, I'm interviewing Adventure Man Dan. So, Adventure Man Dan is an amazing cliff diver from Hawaii. He's got a background in diving and he just does some crazy shit. So, I thought, why not get this guy on the podcast and find out what he's really about? So, I did that and he kind of blew my mind. It's on adventure, doing things and doing things safely, I guess, and kind of pushing your boundaries, but taking that gradually and not going too far too quick. It's a, it's a really cool chat that I had with him. Great guy. I can't wait to have a beer with him in person one day on a beach in Hawaii. Anyways, here's a chat with Adventure Man Dan. Hope you like it. Yeah, good, man. Really good. Really good. How's life with you at the moment? How are things? Dude, it's been pretty good here. Uh, just got back from a trip on Maui. Um, a lot of traveling recently, but uh, I think for the next little bit, I'm settled here on Oahu. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everything's going pretty well. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Awesome. How long was the trip for? Uh, I was only the weekend. Uh, I went over Thursday to Monday. Yeah. Um, so pretty short, but it was still, it was still good. It was actually more of a work trip. So had uh, some things on the agenda, less running around and adventuring and more kind of structure, but yeah. sometimes you got to have those as well. You definitely need to. You need to have a balance, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's so true. The reason I wanted to get you onto this podcast, um, Dan, was because, you know, you've set up your own life, so you're living it in a way that you want and you've kind of, it seems that you've taken control and you're kind of um, on a really, on a really kind of nice path and I, I feel like a lot of people could get a lot out of that. Um, so, you, you classify yourself as, a, as an adventure athlete. What's, what does that kind of mean? Yeah, adventure athletes is kind of a, a term I made up for myself, <laughs> um, but I've actually seen a couple other people use it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it came from was I grew up competitively swimming um, and doing springboard diving, and I, I went all the way through. I competed at the national level, just missed out on U.S. Olympic trials, um, competed for the University of Hawaii in both swimming and diving. I think the only person to do so. And then after I graduated there wasn't any levels of like structured competition left. Like I didn't really want to swim masters. I, I wasn't quite at the level anymore of, you know, competing nationally. And so I didn't really yeah. know what to do. And so this adventure athlete type of thing is that I knew I wasn't done competing. I knew I didn't want to stop training and working out and being active. I guess that's more the right word, but instead of having the structure of, you know, regular athletics, it was more about the challenges of going outside and doing different hikes to new peaks or to swimming across to some, you know, a different channel. Yeah, just pushing yourself in different ways. Yeah. Exactly. And it's less about competition with records that are being sent or other people, more about, you know, what can I push myself for? So it's still athletics. It's still, you know, I physically need to do these things, but instead of, you know, I'm a competitive athlete or a swimming athlete or track and field it's it's adventure i'm going out and finding things in nature and things outside that i can kind of pit myself up against and work towards and achieve yeah that's that's really cool man do you feel like you've grown you've grown as a person since you started kind of um since you realigned that focus definitely um definitely realign or i definitely have um had to kind of be be a little bit more self-sufficient self-motivating in terms of okay i if i have a goal i'm not going to get there unless i kind of get myself to train and push for it like there's a bunch of dives specifically on my back double 
that I do that's kind of iconic where I do a first flip really fast and lay out the second one. Um, and it, it was one that I had to practice and train up for and get ready for. And it didn't come immediately. And it probably wouldn't have happened if I didn't have the um, training background that I had in terms of the commitment to it. But I knew what I had to like, okay, today I need to make this little goal, little goal, little goal, and finally hit the whole thing. Yeah. And so having that practice of doing it in the competitive setting and then once I was all on my own and being like, okay, now this is me kind of setting my own goals. What do I need to do? It kind of changed of, I'm not necessarily doing this for, you know, a competitive thing, but more about, okay, I need to make sure that I am doing what I need to get done for me. In order to reach your goals. Yeah. hundred percent. So you want to make sure you're kind of taking the right steps so that you can pretty much um, reach the goal that you've set for yourself, you know, and that, I guess that applies to, any part of your life that could apply to anything i mean if you've got a kind of a goal then um, it's all about kind of um, breaking that down into steps and figuring out step by step what i needed to do to get there that's it's, that's really cool Very that true. you've kind of pointed that in the direction of of adventure yeah mm-hmm. um so um with that so you ended up you ended up doing that flip i'm assuming yeah and now it's uh it's one of my more iconic ones. People kind of look at it and they're like, oh, wow, look at that. And it's it's different from how anybody else does it, which is yeah. pretty cool. Yep, yep. Stoked with it. So there's definitely going to be a link of that um, of that flip in the show notes, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen some pretty incredible videos of you doing these kind of um, what seems to me to be really crazy flips and diving off, you know, massive cliffs and um, just doing these doing these really cool things. Um, so what, where did all this begin? Like um, where did it all, all of this start? Um, well, you know, it started, I guess you can kind of call it three facets of starting facets of starting. Um, yeah. the flipping kind of started out. I grew up on a trampoline. You know, we had a family that had one in our backyard. I loved playing around and we would go to the pool all the time. And so I kind of had that aerial awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having them on video also as a kid, I played around with, you know, stop motion animation with my Legos and just, I love doing video stuff and playing around with that. Mm-hmm. And so then, like I said, once I got to college and I did the competitive side and um, a lot of my teammates, we would go out to these cliffs and kind of take what we learned on the springboard or on the platforms and be like, oh, do you think we can throw this off a cliff? And (laughs) we were all, you know, at a similar level of diving, but we kind of learned together in terms of this cliff diving of how to apply it of, you know, instead of having the safety of the pool while jumping into the ocean. And so those things, these three things kind of came together in terms of, that awareness of like, oh, I know where I am because of the trampoline growing up and having the fun with these friends off the cliff and having a good time and then kind of capturing those moments. And it's always been really fun, again, to me to have those saved and to have it, you know, trying to make something with it, not just there's something to the experience of it and there's something to like remembering it for later. And that's something that I always have liked doing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I, I mean, it's it, definitely want to come back to that, but I just feel like it's just crazy that you've You've, you've got a group of friends and you just started diving off cliffs together like and as and kind of I guess it seems like a bit of a bonding experience but what a way to bond huh <laughs> I mentioned earlier I guess probably before we started recording but that's that's like the group of my six friends that we really we were all like freshmen at the same time and kind of grew up and you know we started just jumping and then we were like hey I bet you can do that front flip you learned today at the pool or I bet you can do that you know twister and yeah yeah it was we're really close friends. I can still, you know, text or Snapchat or email any one of them and get into a good conversation, even yeah. though one of them is back in Melbourne, one of them's over in Canada, one of them's back in Europe. Yeah. Like they're all over the place, but we're all yeah. tight friends still. That's awesome. I feel like it would be nice to have for you guys to have like a reunion cliff dive together one day. 
just to um, for good we're, old time's uh, we're sake. planning on having doing another trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of our a couple of our videos that we made um, went pretty big, pretty viral on YouTube and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, we those I get kind of alluding back to it, but those memories are stuff like one of my friends came back from Norway this past weekend and we were talking about it and he's like, man, that one, the Maui was super fun. And, uh, yeah, I, we're definitely going to have a reunion trip some point, whether it'll be out in Hawaii or somewhere else, you know, internationally, we don't know yet, but it, we're definitely going to try and get everybody together to do another big trip where we all go together. Cause that was just one of the most fun things we had after we'd learned on the cliffs together just going on these trips and making the videos yeah for sure i mean that's what life's all about right like it's it's pretty rare that you kind of um you know when you have those opportunities to all get together and be in the same place and kind of enjoy another moment of friendship together like you should definitely take it because i mean those moments aren't always available you know what i mean think people have different things on and priorities and things like that so it is important to kind of make the most out of that and plan little trips like you're doing so that's really cool yeah it really is uh, so, at what point did you decide that, um, you know, you were going to move to Hawaii? Because I know you, you're originally, you're, you're not from there originally. True. I, I was born in Oregon. Yeah. And um, my competitive swim coach is actually from Hawaii. So, every, once I made it to a certain level, the team would take, uh, every other year would come out and do training trips here. So, I kind of had the experience. I'd done one training trip. I'd reached that level. And I got to meet the head coach at the university, and uh, he brought me out on a recruiting trip a couple of months later, and I was like, I love it, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And so I came out here, I swam, and then I finished swimming. And uh, the the kind of cliche thing I say is like, oh, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Oregon, and that's where my like passion for the outdoors started, but it wasn't until moving to Hawaii where I got to really adventure around and have kind of my own goals of like, oh, I wanna, get, I wanna hike to the top of that peak over there, or yeah. I wanna dive off this cliff that's where my like passion for adventure really grew. Do you think it's because in um, Hawaii there, there's so much, I don't know, it's like an inspiration for adventure because there's, there's so many things to do? Or do you think, I mean, I guess you could kind of do that anywhere, but I mean, what about Hawaii kind of drew you in in that, in that way? Some, yeah, some of both for sure in terms of, uh, I definitely don't think I'd be who I am without Hawaii. It, yeah. You know, Oregon, again, being outdoors, I had that kind of love for nature, but I would not be the adventurous person I was if I didn't have a lot of the experiences in Hawaii um, that I don't think I could have had in other places. So that was huge in terms of setting the course for me and setting the course for my passion for adventure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget where we're going with that. No, uh, that's cool. Point, but I lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, like, what, what are some things you've done in Hawaii or what, what kind of got you started over there? Because I'm, I'm sure there'd be heaps of adventures to be had over there. Like I can just seen some amazing things and some photos and I've heard good stories from friends that have visited and it's all really positive and all really kind of um, inspirational and, and gets me excited about visiting there. Dude, Hawaii is yeah. so dope. Like if you have the chance, you got to come visit it, man. It's yeah. so much fun. Um, for me, you know, it, it really did start in the cliffs. Like I spent so much time training um, you know, spending five, six hours a day just in the water, plus weights, plus, you know, nutrition. And then I was still going to uni at the time. Yeah. Um, so I was really busy with that. So the free time I had was with those teammates when we'd go out on the cliffs and kind of play. Yeah. And once I graduated, that's when I started getting more into the hikes, more into some of the other things that Hawaii has to offer. And it does have so many more things to offer. Yeah. Um, you know, the different ridgeline hikes you can do, hiking back to waterfalls, um, swimming out to some of the nearby islands. You know, it's not that far, a couple miles. Yeah. Um, yeah, free diving, going underwater. I'm not into spearfishing, but a lot of people are. Um, but 
swimming through tunnels and obviously jumping off the cliffs is huge there's just there's a lot to do out here and yeah. it's it's awesome man yeah that sounds like uh a place I, I definitely need to get to sometime soon <laughs> it's pretty clear that you obviously love nature where do you think that comes from like you know where where does this fascination with nature come from uh parents for sure growing up you know they were ones that i was very limited in terms of how much tv time i got um and how much computer time we had and iphones weren't a thing yet <laughs> so you know that wasn't playing on my iPad or anything. So I got to go play outside. We had the trampoline. We had a pretty big backyard that we used to play like touch football in or, you know, soccer, uh, stuff like that. And so I think being outside as much as I was as a kid, you know, river shwacking up the creek that ran next to our property, uh, that that opened my eyes like, okay, there's a lot of things to do that you can run around and play and it's fun. I think that's a lot of where my appreciation comes from. Yeah, it's interesting where things are going today in the digital sense. Like everything's kind of moving towards, um, yeah, well, it's moving into the digital realm a bit more than, than ever before. So it's, it's like everyone that, or the, the new generation that's kind of coming up, it's kind of all that they know. Um, so it's interesting how yeah. kind of just to maybe compare their childhood to maybe yours or I don't know, I've just got two younger brothers. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I just yeah. find that fascinating. Yeah, and even in the next, say, 10, 20 years, like how much different that will be. But yeah, um, anyways, we're digressing. So um, we were talking about, uh, you were talking about when you, you know, a bit earlier on, when you kind of, you're out there doing these awesome things, it's important to experience the moment, um, but you also want to capture it as well because you've got some way to kind of remember it or even just to kind of relive mm-hmm. it a little bit. Why do you, what's your kind of purpose with everything that you kind of put out with your content? Yeah, um, a lot of it is that memories to me. Like, it's always been fun to shoot video. Um, and from the very beginning, we started collaborating with a lot of different videographers and photographers, but I was always really keen on trying to get all the footage from them. You know, even though they were making the own edits or it was on their YouTube channel, I just, I wanted to have it. Yeah. Um, and actually, last year, I've, I've lived 10 years in Hawaii, and I made a little edit that kind of showed the progression of my friend group and of our diving and adventuring and even the video production that's gone into it. Cause the cameras, you know, started out as little GoPros or little, you know, point and shoots and become, you know, digital red DSLRs. Um, but that was really cool to kind of like pick through that footage and just see the progression. And it's those, to me, those are the memories that are awesome. And like looking back at the trips that we did are awesome. Um, but in regards to more of the moment, like when you, when I roll up to a new spot, the first thing I'm doing is I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, what can I jump off? What do I want to adventure on? What do I want to do? And then the second thing is, all right, well, how can I capture it? How can I show it? Because when you go to a new spot, you know, take it in the example of a restaurant. When you go to a new spot that has, you know, awesome burgers, you want to go tell your mate. You're like, oh, man, I just had the best burgers last night. You know, it's the same thing with adventure. You want to share. It's natural. Um, and so I, I want to share with people when I get to a place the exact same feelings, the exact same emotions, and the exact same like sense of awe and wonder that I felt. And so sometimes, you know, that takes a little bit of effort because you can't just hold up a you know camera and shoot it. So in terms of, you know, setting up a shot, I know that's a huge thing that people talk about these days is, oh, you did it for the gram or something like that. There is some element of that where I want to take the best photo I can. That's the photographer side of me. And that's, you know, one that's side of the creative, hobby. Your creative there spirit, are people yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so there's, there's that aspect of wanting to make it as good as I can. And then there's the aspect of, well, you're there. Why not live it? Why not just experience it? And so 
there's a balance of, okay, when I get there, you know, I want to play, I want to jump off. But then I'm usually the one that's holding a camera, so I got to step back and kind of film it and shoot it. And uh, sometimes it's hard, for sure. You know, I miss I miss moments that I wish I filmed, or I miss, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not done diving yet. Everybody else is tired. I keep wanting to keep playing. Um, so there's definitely a balance to it. But what I've tried to work towards, and it's, again, it's an effort. You have to work towards it, but is capturing the moments you can as memories, you know, and if there's something that really speaks to you, then you can set the time, okay, we're going to stay here till sunset, or I'm going to wait till there's the perfect light, you know, capture the ones that really inspire you as the best you can, but then everything else capture kind of like the natural reactions, because that shows in the videos and the things you make, and that's the memories you keep, is people want real, you know, I, I want to look back on it and see real, I don't want to see five clips of me yeah. walking down the same ridge like Putting okay, it i'm gonna try and get this shot again yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. so it's no i agree with you 100 it's it. definitely about that that balance <laughs> and getting people to just kind of um, be in the moment a little bit more with you as well and um, i feel like that's i don't feel like you can ever really relive a moment like it's very hard i believe even through you know the technology we have today the videos i feel like um it's it's really hard but we could try our best to kind of capture it so we can kind of um, feel mm-hmm. it as much as we can. And that's why I think sharing those moments with people is so important. You're talking about that, that friendship group you were diving off cliffs with. It's kind of like you you all have those kind of moments together. And I guess when you guys are together, that's probably the closest thing you'll get to reliving it. But yeah, it's really important yeah. to kind of, yeah, just remember to kind of um, enjoy the moment. Um, but then, yeah, again, capture it in some way so that, you know, you could even be writing writing down a diary. I mean, it doesn't even need to be video. You could do it in any way that kind of, I guess, um, resonates with you. But I feel like, yeah, it's awesome what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, different and, people. Yeah. Yeah, different people remember things different ways. Just like I said, video has always been my hobby of how I do it. But yeah, yeah I have friends that, you know, write the postcards to themselves or I have, you know, writing That's the cute. diaries yeah. or just little <laughs> iPhone photos. Yeah, so yeah. many different ways. Yeah. All right, Dan. Um, let's let's change gears a little bit. I'm curious to know how important you think it is to surround yourself with the right people in life, just because this is kind of what this podcast is all about. So I wanted to know what your take on that is. Mm, okay. Um, I I mean I think it's huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean we yeah. already kind of talked about the friend group. Yeah. That uh you know it's we, the, the six of us together, you know, learned how to dive. And that was the basis of that group that ended up doing the travel trips to the other island. And in terms of also motivation and inspiration as well for, uh, I think back to my days on the team where I would pick my lane depending on like, okay, you know, I, I need a little bit of motivation today. I know I'm swimming the, the 200 butterfly. I'm going to go swim next to the fast butterfly today to try and keep up with him. So it's, I know it's a little more generic of a reason, but it's, I've always felt that you will absorb kind of the energy that people around you have. And if you have people that, even if it's complaining is a way to get through things, and a lot of people do it. Um, and I've recognized that for me, at least, if I'm around those complainers, I'll kind of pick up on it. Even if it's not a you know a, a game changer, if they're just saying it to say it, I'd rather be inspired. Or I'd rather be you know with the people that are like, hey, we're today we're going to go out and we're going to try and hike this ridge. Or, hey, today I have this shot in mind. I really want to get this photo this is how we're going to kind of create this moment or create this image and let's go try this. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the kind of fun, creative, inspirational things that if you have the chance to surround yourself with those kind of people. And the fact is it's not always going to work out, (laughs) you know, like things mess up, but those are the funny moments you get to relive later. And that's where you end up with that group of friends that can joke about it later at the bars or, you know, when you're old and 
sitting back. Like those are the, the you have the captured memories and moments, and then you have the ones you're just gonna remember. And I don't know, the people you with, I think is huge because when you think back out later, like those are the friends, those are the people you're gonna want to talk to and hang out with later because they're gonna know who you are, sure. and you want to surround yourself with people that are you know on the positive side are gonna want to be hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like when you surround yourself with those people. Like, I guess everything comes becomes a little bit more colorful, a little bit more richer. Like, even the conversations you have because you're not kind of talking about the standard same things that you always kind of talk about. It's kind of like, you know, you kind of bounce off each other. Like you said, you inspire and motivate each other and, and you all kind of grow together as people. And, and like you said, you could be doing something, like you could be doing something really kind of, I guess, simple, like sitting around a campfire. But if you're with a great group of people, um, that experience could be better than, you know, what most people would find exhilarating so true yeah yeah it's that level of connection you have with friends you know the better friends you are the deeper it's going to be and it you know like you said something as simple as sitting around a campfire or um you know doing a hike i've done a million times but it those experiences the same hike is different with different people yeah it's totally different depending on the group you're with and uh yeah it's all about the people you're with People people tend to think that like content creators like yourself kind of just cruise around the world having a good time and um and you know pumping out all these awesome content and that's all that's all good and well but I know for a fact there's a lot of hard work that kind of goes on in the background <laughs> and um, uh-huh. yeah could you talk me through some of that and how you've kind of structured your life in a way that allows you to kind of afford to do what you do and uh, some of the maybe um, hard work that does go into it yeah. Um... So I get asked all the time, how do I travel so much? How do I do what I do? Um, and the the cheating answer, the first thing is simply that I live in Hawaii. So I get lucky that I don't necessarily have to travel to go to a lot of awesome spots. There's a lot of great things around here. Uh, I still work at the university out here. I still have two different jobs that I work. Um, and what I'm lucky enough is that they're coaching or that they're um, kind of part-time, so that they're flexible enough with me that I can kind of pick days where I'm like, okay, this is where I can schedule and travel off and go. Um, or, you know, with coaching trips when we go places for meets that I have, I can schedule time to take an extra day at the end of the meet and I'm already at a place. That's something that's huge. Uh, I don't know if you know who Rory Kramer is, no. uh, but he's a videographer okay. friend that I have and uh, he lives in California and he has created a lot of his travel videos because he goes on tour with a lot of musicians. And what he'll just do is capture all this footage while he's there. Obviously, he's filming them, but then if he gets an afternoon or a day, he can get some extra stuff and make his own videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's taking advantage so of that, I that think time. Exactly. Like, there's no wasted time. You're, you have time. It's just priorities of what you want to do with it. Yeah. And so for me, personally, I've, I've structured it so that, you know, I, I have to grind when I'm home. When I'm on the work, I'm, I'm working away. I'm putting in long days, usually. But then I, I take advantage of the longer weekends or I take advantage of days off and I say, I'm going big, I'm going hard. Um, and I just keep that going. And that's that's a way to do it until if you really want to make social media your full-time job, it's possible. But it is a job. It's not, you know, just <laughs> vacations all the time like a lot of people think. You know, you for when, it, when that happens, you need to be thinking more about, okay, how do I capture this moment to share it? How do I portray this product because a lot of things are product related that you have to go shoot or how do I show off this you know cruise or this luxury hotel or whatever it is um you know I went on Royal Caribbean and had to put together a video for them and you don't get me wrong it was super fun 
but it was one of the more stressful places I've been just because I was constantly thinking, okay, I need to make sure I capture this right. I need to make sure I do this. It was less about capturing the moments that I was living in and more about, okay, am I picturing this right? Can I use this later? Is yeah. this going to fit with that other So shot? that balance was a bit at the balance we talked about a bit earlier was a bit out of whack for those, um, for, on those trips. And especially the earlier ones, yeah, as you get a little more used to it, you kind of know, okay, I can do this, you know, but the first yeah. few are definitely, I was, I was panicked on that first Royal Caribbean cruise. I was like, oh yeah. man, I need to. And you're probably in this beautiful setting everything. as well. You're just in paradise probably. <laughs> yeah. You're still having fun, but it was, there's a lot of work that goes on behind it because those moments that seem so candid, you know, yeah. the ones that are content creation, the, the photographers, like photography is a career that's been around forever and that's. You know, a lot of it is setting up the moment, setting up the light, getting everything perfect and showing it off. And there's some extent that's been less with social because it people want it to be a little more real and they don't care as much about some things. But the ones that are still getting picked up, the big travel photographers and big travel bloggers are the ones that are able to kind of take those time constraints and still make really good, well, you know, crafted images. And that's yeah. not always just a moment that is, you know, designed. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. What, um, so what, like you, you seem like, obviously that, that seems like a lot of, a lot of hard work and well, what kind of motivates you to kind of get off your ass and actually do the things you want to do? What, besides obviously your friend group, like we said, how they provide the motivation and inspiration mm -hmm. earlier, what else kind of, uh, motivates you? Oh yeah. Initially it was, you know, that I, I knew I wasn't done being an athlete. I knew I wanted to still be active. And so I needed to set some goals or set some challenges that were active for me. Um, and over time, I've gotten a lot more inspired by some friends that do a lot of video stuff. So like they'll they'll put together just three clips and it's super solid, super short. But the way they edit them together is incredible. And it takes so much pre-thought time into, OK, this is going to flow into this transition, which is going to fade into this. And it's all thought in terms of like, and even though they don't know exactly the shot that they're going to get, but they know how the light is going to change through or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so what motivates me on that aspect is like, I either have a goal that I want, like I either want to do this new trick, this new flip, or I want to hike up this new mountain or I want to get this shot. Um, and then it's okay. Who, who can do this with me? Who can I, you know, who can come with me and who can make this more fun? Cause then they can also help you. And it just kind of, each of you can be like, Hey, today we're going off, we're doing this. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of keeps me going. It gets me you know, off my ass to not just sit back and be like, oh, I'm going to take today off, but making sure I'm having fun. And you still got to create content. You know, if you're a content creator, you're constantly going out and doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. What, what advice would you have to someone that kind of wants to get a bit more into adventure? Uh, know your limits. Everyone has limits. Um, I feel like that's a really good one. Know that <laughs> also know that you can increase them. Yeah. I think that's what's big is... A lot of people will watch some of my cliff dives and they're like, oh, I want to go do that. And I'll go huck a cliff that's the same size that I do and they'll get hurt. Um, and a lot of people aren't ready for that. But at one point in time, I wasn't ready for that. You know, I'd, it'd be hypocritical of me to say, you know, don't do this. It's it's don't do this now. Just kind of work your way up to and it. Realize yeah. That, yeah, you know, it's the same thing of training and working your way through. Everything is possible. The human limits are, you know, so far and above what most people think. But if you want to get into adventure, just kind of know where you're at and realize that you can train up and keep going and then just kind of have those goals. You're like, dude, that'd be so cool to hike, you know, 
that really high peak or, oh, I really want to do this, you know, 80 foot cliff dive yeah. and then break it down. Like, okay, I need to do uh, like the Red Bull cliff divers. I don't know if you've seen them go off at yeah, all. Yeah, no, they're kind of, they're um, kind of um, on another planet. They're, they're nuts. They're mm. really, I trained with a couple of them. They're really fun. I love them. Um, but the way that they do their dives, um, up until a couple of years ago, there wasn't any 27 meter platforms that they could train on. Plus, it takes a huge toll on your body. They, they so train they at 27 about, okay, meters. How, what? They compete at 27, but most of the time they train at 10 meter. Okay. And so That's obviously you can't do the same. <laughs> they, you can't do the same tricks and flips that uh, you could do off 27. So you actually have to break the trick that you're going to do off 27 in half. And you think about, okay, how am I going to do the takeoff? <laughs> and how many flips am I going to do in the air? And you put it together at the competition is what they would do. So they practice the takeoff and they practice how they're going to enter. And then they go and do it at the competition that's off intense. 27. That's kind and of think, like, yeah, that's kind of like yeah. you're kind of leaving it all till the last moment and see if it works. There just haven't been very many 27-meter platforms. There's a couple. Um, there's Area 47 now in Austria that's permanent. And I think there's... I think there's one or two other ones now. They're just starting to come up, but it's, you know, they're rare. <laughs> but using that example in terms of, you know, even those elite people train their way up. They're not just gnarly and going for it all the time. Like they have an idea for a new dive they want to do and they, they practice on the lower spots and then they put it all together. And that's, I think that's something that's hugely important that a lot of people don't understand about adventures that you can't just go for it. Like be safe, know what you're doing, or at least have an idea of what you're doing. And uh, work your way into, you know, pushing your limits because you should push your limits with adventure. It shouldn't be a walk in the park. That's what adventure is, you know, is getting out and doing something outside your comfort zone. But it should be outside your comfort zone, not outside your safety limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, work your way up is the message there, and you know, just don't take too th- don't take things too quickly too. Yeah too soon yeah i think i might have rambled on that one a little bit but <laughs> no no no, not at all not at yeah. all i think that was a great insight into adventure and i feel like yeah no i totally I, I can see where you're coming from like i've had times where i've even tried to push the limits a bit too much and i've kind of uh, got a bit close over that safety line but mm-hmm. obviously you snap yourself back into place you're able to work on it yeah 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 yeah. yeah. you need to be able I to do just, that that one's a big one for me because i i feel personally responsible sometimes when i see people tag me in photos or tag me in videos and be like, Hey, you know, I'm trying this. I saw you do it. I want to do it. And I, you know, I'll cringe. Cause I, yeah, I watched yeah, a yeah. friend of mine try a triple and he ended up in the hospital because Shit. he didn't check the entry and he landed on a log. And I'm yeah. like, dude, like, you know, better than that. Come on. Yeah. So that's but one thing you always need to do when you're kind of jumping off any, any kind of cliff or pretty much anything is make sure you know kind of what's below. Know what you're getting into. Always have an exit strategy as well. Like not just okay, is it clear? But know how you're going to get out. Obviously, you can jump in, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people forget. Nah, um, it's good. Good to be safe. Good to be safe. So I, I love jumping into water myself. I've been on a, on a few canyoning um, adventures. So I went around like Switzerland oh, yeah? and awesome. Japan and in Blue Mountains. Just it's something I really love doing. Have you ever tried it before, Dan? Uh, yeah, on Maui, there's a couple canyoneers. I've done really only basic, simple ones. And usually it's with some guys that just get me to a cliff that I can jump off. It's less about the whole canyoneering and more about yeah, getting yeah. to a spot. But yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. done some. Yeah, man. I think um, I think someone like you that loves nature should should really look into Switzerland, canyon in Switzerland. I think you'd really like it. Um, what advice would All you right. give someone like me who kind of loves kind of jumping into water but doesn't really know what they're doing to kind of... Um, 
maybe um, dip their toes into cliff diving or into that world? Um, sort of the same advice I gave before is work your way up, start yeah. small. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned how to do my backflips and stuff on a trampoline and on ground before I took it off the cliff. Um, but the cool thing about cliff diving is that, you know, it's fun for everyone, no matter what you're doing. You know, when I jump off a 20 foot cliff or a, was that, um, you know, a, a seven meter cliff and I'm doing, you know, a double flip and the guy next to me does, you know, just a straight jump. We both have that feeling of flight in the air and it's, it's fun for both of us. And that's, I think something that connects everyone that I love. And so it doesn't matter if you're necessarily doing the crazy heights or the crazy flips. It's, you know, are you going to have fun with it? Are you able to get out safely and do it again? You know, cause it's fun. Um, but that's how I would say is, you know, start, start with something that you're like, Oh, this is kind of pushing my limits a little bit. And then work your way up if that's you know going higher spots or if that's practicing some flips and trying it off and spotting and doing that kind of thing there's there's always more you can push yourself but don't forget that you know it's it's fun no matter what yeah 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 like um i can definitely see that point like everyone's always got a smile on their face when they're jumping off a cliff that's for sure well not everyone but um they always mm-hmm. have a smile afterwards <laughs> if they're safe yeah afterwards yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, what's I, you just you just do incredible things, Dan. Like your your Instagram page is packed with all these really cool things, and and it's really inspiring. Um, what what's kind of one of the most like craziest things you've done, or what's what's an experience that's been really memorable for you? Um, I mean, some on a your generic broad scale, the craziest trips are always the ones with big groups of friends where we you're out there and each person does something. You're like, oh, they just did that. I want to do something else. You know, even higher, even better. Um, the craziest thing, a uh, semi recently is, I mean, it's been a little while since it happened, but <laughs> one of the biggest moments, um, there's this cave on the North shore of Kauai, um, and they call it the open eye the open because eye. If you look at it from a helicopter tour from above. It's a, it's a cave that's collapsed and it has a little Island in the middle of it. And it looks like an eyeball looking at you from if you're up above in a helicopter. That's cool. And, um, so you can take boats inside of this kind of cavernous area. Like you go in this archway and go through this tunnel, then you end up in what, again, used to be an inside cave and now is open ceiling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had seen a picture of somebody jumping it, um, but I had also, I knew that the person who took that picture was a really skilled Photoshop artist. Um, uh, okay. So I wasn't 100% sure it was real or not. And so I... Uh, you know, I checked the depth. I knew where I was going to land. And then um, the inside of the cliff is actually so sheer you can't climb up it. So I had the boat take me back outside and I climbed up the outside of this wall. And uh, what was crazy about this one is I didn't measure the height. A lot of times I've, you know, measure the height and know where I'm at. I'm standing on the top and I'm like, okay, this is pretty high. I'm a little nervous, but I finally got the balls to go up and do it. <laughs> and uh, as I took off, like right at the beginning of my jump, as soon as my feet left the cliff, I realized that it was a lot higher than I thought. Um, <laughs> That's a bad so time to realize it, I think. It was a, it was a bad time to realize it. <laughs> but uh, so I, in, I was doing a double half, which is two front flips and a half twist. Okay. And uh, so from that initial moment, what I did is I stayed pretty wide open um, and I, I slowed the whole flip down yeah. and then I tucked it around kind of at the end to end up safely on my feet. And it, it was definitely a sloppier flip. I did not land with a small splash. It was big, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was, it was a crazy experience because in the air, I very vividly remember going, Oh shit, it's a lot bigger than I thought I need to change. 
and then knowing that I in the air I made those changes and to land safely, um, that was a really crazy, really cool and uh, really awesome experience for me to know that like okay even if I do kind of push myself outside that comfort zone like my body still knows what to do in the air to kind of help me out and get me in safe. Yeah, you would have felt so powerful was, like with a bit of like you felt proud of yourself and like even just that you you had that kind of. Um, You've, it was maybe acknowledgement of your skill level at that point in time. It's kind of like, oh, wow, now I, I probably never could have done this before, but now I can actually recalibrate in the air. That's crazy. You're, cra- you're crazy, Adventure Man, Dan. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds awesome, dude. So um, you're definitely telling me where this place is and I'm um, putting this in the show notes as well. Um, wouldn't recommend anyone goes <laughs> diving off it, but um, maybe just to check it out. I'm sure it's beautiful as well. Yeah, there's boat tours that run in there. If you take a, a catamaran tour through Nepali Coast, yeah. Yeah, they'll take you in that cave. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. What was it called again? The Eye. I yeah, I believe it's called the Eye. A couple of people call it different things, yeah. but uh, yeah, the Eye on Nepali Coast on North Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you get that one on that jump on camera? Did you uh, get that for someone to film that? Um. So I have I have an iPhone video of it, okay. and I have a um, a photo of it. But the camera that was filming me, the card got corrupt, oh, okay. and uh, so I don't actually have a good video. It's like some the random person. There was another boat in there that emailed it to me, so it's really crappy quality. It's low. Yeah. You can you know it fades out. You can barely see me. But I almost like it better that way. Um, yeah. Because at the time I was getting a lot of hate from different people in terms of they they were saying that I was encouraging people to go jump off things, you know, and okay, yeah, go be reckless. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, at first I was like, oh man, I don't have this jump save. Like I wish I could see it again. But then, you know, just having it on the iPhone, so I had the memory of it at least saved. It was enough to like remember it and look at it and be like, wow, damn, I did that. Um, but then also knowing that like, you know, I did that because I wanted to, like I was inside the cave, I wanted to try it out, I wanted to see if I could, and then I felt proud of myself for knowing that I was able to adjust and pull it off, and it, I, that was actually one of the moments that kind of changed my philosophy on, um, you know, training up and getting ready for things, and how I kind of approached how I share some of my content. It was a big moment, um, my Instagram post, I did post up the iPhone video of it, and it has one of the longest captions I've ever written, just kind of talking more about like, you know, when I do these things, I take it into my own hands. You know, it's not safe and not everybody should do it. But again, you have the ability to train up for it and your your body is capable of doing some of these things if you are get yourself ready for it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, so it's, I, it's definitely I, not kind of encouraging people to just go jumping off cliffs. And I, I don't get that vibe when I, when I go to your page. It's more of a... To be honest, it's more of a just like yeah, an adventurous feel. You can you can gauge your adventurous spirit, and just makes you want to go out and do more of those kind of things as a person. So that's the way I view it, anyways. And I don't know, I don't yeah, I don't really. I can I can get other people's point of view, but I think it is important to let people know that as well. And it's great that you've kind of I find that a lot of, on a lot of your posts you have these like nice little quotes that I quite like as well, and they're um uh-huh. they're quite inspirational. What's with them? Like where where the idea <laughs> to throw those in come from? Uh, so again, just, you know, as a little kid in middle school, high school, I loved collecting quotes. I used to go online, you know, when I had my little computer time or, you know, I would, I would go find quotes and I love those little inspirational moments and it helped me with my training for when I was swimming and diving. And, uh, you know, I love one of my hashtags I try and use a lot is like motivational Monday. I love trying to put a, you know, a cool picture, but paired with 
something a little bit more inspirational if I can on Mondays that just kind of, you know, it's again, my whole thing is it's adventure, like go out and push your limits, but don't, don't push yourself that you can't be safe. And so it's that inspiration. I, I think that's a big part of what keeps me going is just having those fun little like, Oh, this little quote here. Adventure man, Dan, you've got, you've got a quote on your Insta that really resonated with me. Um, mm-hmm. And it was the same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's about what you're made of, not of the circumstances. Sorry, not the circumstances. So yeah. Where did that one come from? Like you threw that one on and I was like, whoa, that was deep, man. That was, that was really, it was <laughs> nice. It was nice to read it. Yeah. I, uh, that's actually a recent find. Um, you know, I still like to pick through quote pages or see ones on other people's things. And, yeah. um, it, uh, it resonated with me pretty well as pretty solidly as well, just cause it's, it's funny to me to see how many people complain about, you know, where they're at, the situation they're in and, oh, you know, I'd be better off if I was able to travel or, oh, I'd be able to make better videos if I had a better camera. Sure. Um, or, oh, you know, I could, I could swim that fast if I had that amount of training or that the time to dedicate the training. And, uh, it, to me, again, it's a lot about priorities about what you put yourself in and kind of what you're prepared for. And so that it's, the perfect example of boiling water, like it's the same boiling water, the hot water is going to make the potato softer, but it's going to make the egg harder. And so it's just how you react to it and how you decide to set your priorities and move forward that, you know, changes. Are you going to be, you know, a soft potato or are you going to harden up and be the egg and yeah, man, come out stronger? Everyone's got, everyone's got the right stuff in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's got both. It's again, it's just how you react and how you, how you move forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, on that note, I think we'll tie it up, Dan. Thank you for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you, you know, making the time to have a bit of a chat with me and, and share kind of your views on, on adventure with everyone and give them a bit of a glimpse into what you do. So, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Adventures for everybody. So, glad we can talk about it and glad it's, yeah, glad to say hi. Glad to meet you. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Adventure Man Dan. I try to get some exciting people on the show for you guys and and I feel like Dan's definitely um, in that category. So if you want to check out a bit more of um, Dan's stuff, you should definitely, definitely check out his Instagram. It's at Adventure Man Dan. He's got some really cool content on there and it just just blows my mind. Uh, He's also got a blog, danwarden.com. That's D-A-N-W-R-W-O-R-D-E-N.com. Hope I didn't butcher that. And he's also got a vlog on YouTube. All this information will be in the show notes plus a lot more. So please, 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 if you haven't already, go to goodpeopleeffect.com and check out the show notes. And while you're there, throw in your email address and you might be eligible for the mystery prize, which is coming up soon, which is just going to be crazy. I can't emphasize how crazy this prize is going to be. thought I'd leave a mystery a bit more fun that way. And I'm also going to plant a tree for everyone that subscribes. So it'll take you two seconds. Uh, So please do that if you haven't already. And yeah, I'll catch you next time. Thanks.